I'm so frustrated. Charlotte? I mean, don't you ever just want to be really pounded hard, you know? Like when the bed is moving all around and it's all sweaty and your head is knocking up against the headboard and you feel like it might just blow off? Damn it, I just really want to be fucked, you know? Just really fucked. The only heads blowing off were those of Kappa Kappa Grandma. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Mirandas Season 3, Episode 16. Dare I say, are we like halfway through the series? I think we're halfway through the series. Yeah. And I would say so number-wise, yeah. Yeah, we are. Frenemies is the name of the episode. Yeah, this is, oh my gosh, I forgot to say it. I always repeat it like three times. Um, Yes, this is Frenemies and it is another great episode. It's one of those episodes that doesn't necessarily move the plot forward for a lot of characters, but it kind of just keeps the story going. Um, I had like a a nighttime pondering about this show last night before I went to bed. And I wish I'd written it down because it's probably going to come out a little convoluted. But something I really like about season three are these filler episodes because the show isn't rushing to end it or tie things up or bring it to conclusion. I always hate final seasons of shows because the story feels rushed. They're trying to like make it a story and give it an ending. Whereas these episodes now just feel like life, right? Like you're just kind of you go on a bad date, you have something with a friend. It just feels very, I don't know. Season three just feels like they're just like living and existing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And the, 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 the show is taking its time to build up these stories. And I always like like seasons twos and threes. Yeah. In series. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I just wanted to really um, do. say thank you to our, we've had some great guests on this past month. You're and. like, shut the fuck up <laughs> about this. No, I, just, I wanted to mention it before I forgot, yeah. which is please do. Yeah, we've had great guests on this past month. And, um, you know, it's been really fun to continue through season three, you know, after doing it just like that. Um, so, yeah, just another shout out uh, to our guests. Shout out to our listeners, our new listeners. Um Email us at the Miranda's pod at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram. Leave a ideally positive review. Um, yeah, leave a positive one. I yeah. like gradually go. <laughs> um, yeah. And if any, and, you know, one of our listeners, Audrey, who was a great guest, she, you know, reached out and asked if she'd, you know, if you'd ever want you know, somebody like her on the pod. And we were like, absolutely. So there's any listener that's like, fuck yeah, I love your podcast. I love the show. I would love to come on. Like, let us know. We love having guests on the show. It makes it super fun. And we love connecting with people who also just absolutely love this show. Yeah. And love to so. roast it as well. Oh, yeah. 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 But it's okay no, to roast like, it. Yeah. We, we, like, we like some healthy roasting. Um, so this episode was great. Frenemies. Yeah, I think it was great. Um, I actually... It was funny because I watched this episode with our past guest, my current roommate, my sublet, Hank. He put it on like he's been getting into the episodes. And, you know, there's a big scene with Charlotte confronting Trey with this kind of 
Madonna whore complex. And, uh, you know, she's trying to not have Trey see her as virginal, but as like sexual. And yeah, Hank was like, wow, that was like a really powerful scene. Um, great. Yeah. Charlotte monologue. Um, yeah. If you're a fan of Charlotte and Samantha, this is the episode for you because this show, this episode really centers around their dynamic and a conflict that they get into. Um, let me do a quick summary yes, and then we can just please. totally get into that Charlotte yes. first because it's a great one. And it's the one that's really been building so far. In this yes. Season. So this episode entitled Frenemies kind of carries over from the youthfulness we saw in episode 15. We see the girls just kind of having fun with external characters, like these kind of one-off characters. And then this one didn't necessarily have like a theme threaded through it. Right. But Carrie in this episode is hired to teach a course about dating and love. People are paying $300 for God knows why to like listen to Carrie Bradshaw give advice about dating and love. She flops and fails very poorly, but then redeems herself in the end with this lecture kind of course. Um, Samantha in this episode, after feeling like she's called out by Charlotte for being kind of slutty or a whore, um, she ends up connecting with this woman, Claire Ann, who ends up being more... uh, leaning promiscuous. Left than, yeah. Promiscuous. That's what I was looking for. Then Samantha and Charlotte, on the other hand, who feels very protective over sex and the sanctity of like of of making love, you know, connects with her old sorority friends and then finds that they're like super stuck up and prudish when she wants to talk about quote unquote, getting fucked by her husband. So Charlotte and Samantha in this episode really connect because they find a little little bit of each other in themselves. Miranda in this episode dates an ex of Carrie's after she has the ultimate being um, stood up. Her date dies before he gets to they get to meet up and she ends up dating this asshole who Carrie used to date. And it's kind of this like funny little scene. Um, Yeah, overall kind of cute little plot points it was pretty fun yeah um i thought it was a great episode um and i'm i'm ready to just hop into the charlotte samantha and trey plot point yes sex is something special that's supposed to happen between two people who love each other or two people who love sex oh my god you're such a a what what am i charlotte when are you going to learn that you can't just sleep with everything that comes along? Hey, Mrs. Softy, at least I'm getting laid. And you can forget Samba. We'll start with Charlotte yes. because she really is super frustrated. And yes. sexually, emotionally, with her friends this episode, she's in this marriage with Trey. They're trying to, after this couples therapy, you know, get schooner into the harbor and you know <laughs> sales are down they try to have sex it is not successful sex because he's not able to maintain an erection and penetrate her and it doesn't seem like he is doing anything else to please her or consider her sexual needs and care and charlotte brings this up to the girls and mm-hmm. samantha says well this is the madonna whore complex he doesn't see you as a sexual being he sees you as like virginal his, his wife 
His virginal Ex- wife, not his sexual play wife. thing, as she puts it. Yes, exactly. And so Samantha suggests kind of changing the way Trey sees her, um, which Charlotte does take this to heart. Um, but this leads to Charlotte and Samantha having a conflict because of the way Samantha talks about sex. Samantha is getting like railed this episode. Yeah. Literally her Literally. bed on wheels is moving. Like a train. She, <laughs> right? And she's super proud of like the sexual experience and she's sh- having. She, Charlotte is yeah. sexually starved. <laughs> yes. So it's really a, a, in a complete imbalance in sexual experiences. And Samantha is very casual, obviously, when she talks about this and it really bothers Charlotte. She's probably super, super triggered. The, the, the fight that ends up happening in this episode is Charlotte kind of calls Samantha out for talking about this. And then Samantha says, hey, Miss, wait, what did she say? Hey, Miss Softy, at least I'm getting laid. Yes, <laughs> like exactly. Along those lines, right. And then Charlotte storms out of the brunch. Yeah, Charlotte is basically, you know, Samantha's talking about how she came six times the night before. And, you know, I, uh, if I was if I were Samantha, I would have been a little bit more sensitive to Charlotte, who's not getting any. Um, but, you know, Charlotte, you know, kind of digs her own hole at this point when she starts confronting Samantha. And she's like, how can you not, not know, know anything, anything about, about him? You slept with him? Why do you always have to talk about sex like that? Sex is something special that should happen between two people who love each other. And Samantha goes or two people who want to fuck each other or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of all knew that Charlotte was asking for Samantha really to come in with her zinger and which is like, hey, Miss Softy, at least I'm getting laid. <laughs> which is <laughs> which was like really funny, but definitely cruel. Charlotte gets up, storms the table. Miranda and, Sh- and Carrie are like, I'm not getting into it. And so then some Sam's line throughout the episode is, well, you can forget Samba. Like just pretty much yeah, got this, this restaurant reservations for her friends. She's dangling um, it like a carrot over her foot. Exactly. <laughs> she disinvites Charlotte. Then she kind of <laughs> tells Carrie and Miranda. Um, but this the Charlotte plotline is really interesting. Like we've watched Charlotte from, you know, the pre-wedding episode and pre- when they get married, when she discovers this issue, she's trying to deal with it. She's trying, she's trying. And now she's kind of trying again, which is to kind of change her, her sexual appeal. And she goes to try on lingerie with Carrie. Here comes my first Carrie tracker. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. And I'm assuming you saw this too. Instead of Carrie being a supportive friend, she's like, I think Carrie says, like, Charlotte says, I want Trey to see me sexual. And Carrie says, well, I just don't think I need to see you that way. That is also my Carrie tracker because it's okay. I don't expect all of my friends to be you know, my lingerie shoppers with me. But Carrie is a sex columnist. Like, this is is her wheelhouse. And it's crazy to me that she's just... I don't... It it didn't help. Um, But this actually led to a question I have for you. Always gotta have... What is it? Always gotta have a question for Sarah. Um, Well, I love... My Charlotte innocent, like, kind of cute chime for this episode is when she says... I want him to see Call Girl mixed with Park Avenue. That's like the brand she's trying to go with and to make herself feel sexy and maybe have him feel turned on. My question for you, maybe it's personal, but 
what it, what like what do you like to embody to feel sexual or how do you like to be like what how would you like to be seen as sexual and you know well where's the that's fantasy that's- there for you yeah, so and it, it's definitely not Call Girl Meets Park Avenue, <laughs> but I totally get that for Charlotte. I, I I knew you were gonna go there, so in my head I was like kind of racing, listening, and trying mm, to come up with an answer. Ideas, yeah, racing th- all these uh, these <laughs> stereotypes, these cliche Camomile. ideas of sex. Chamomile. <laughs> what would Cherry Blossom want? Um, so I, I I think like like. I have colors in my brain. I love well, that. It's not. It's black. It's just like black clothing, black mm. lingerie, like feeling yes. like sexy and powerful. Yes. And kind of like dark and mysterious. <sighs> That's the kind of vibe I'm feeling. I love it. I'm thinking more for myself, more like dark and mysterious, but not like for, for the colors, more of just like mysterious and um maybe even difficult to read oh coy <laughs> coy coy that's nice i i'm trying to think of the adjectives that it would be like i think it's sexy but classy oh yes definitely i think coy is the word is i think coy is the word because unlike the episode with miranda and la wanting to put sexuality out there, I kind of want to just show like, you know, a knuckle. <laughs> I want to show. Take me to a nunnery. <laughs> I want to show like an ankle. Like, but I want it to be a very sexual ankle. You know what I mean? I want it to be just a peak where it's like there is a green light there. But you, okay, have, so you have to work little, for it. You got to work for a it. A little bit of a tease yeah. covered. Um, yeah, I totally, I totally get that. Um, <laughs> absolutely. For some reason in my mind, I'm thinking of that scene in Sex and City, the episode two and the end when the girl, the burka like lifts, like they end up taking, <laughs> showing the ankle and she's like so disrespectful to cult- I, cultures that practice modesty. I can't, I can't. Oh my gosh. So is that what you're looking for? Is it burka slut? <laughs> Mine is a little bit more. I'm sorry. I don't want that to be offensive. <laughs> it's not, I mean, I'm personally not offended, but um, I was going to say the term that I love, uh, it's it's going to be more of a cottage core slut. Um, cottage core slut. I don't know if you've yeah, heard the term cottage core or like. I absolutely have. Rural core, like that kind of, you know. It's like coastal grandmother. <laughs> actually it's not like coastal grandmother i know it's not like that but the term itself in it in, in it's encapsulating yes. a fashion trend and aesthetic yes and it's funny that you bring that up because when i saw katie our past guest who was our um one of our charlottes she told me about coastal grandma and i loved it it's like the yeah. meryl streep diane keaton diane keaton yeah and, totally in eileen fisher something's gotta Gino give linen yeah. yeah, it's 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 a vibe. Um, mine's more actually. I think like, I'm gonna go with coastal grandmother. I think that's my <laughs> adjective. That's your. <laughs> Mine is cottage core because I want a little bit of like, kind of you know wild hair. I want some a sun kissed look. I want there to be like 
some demure in there, but I also want there to be like sexiness coming through, like a little boho. That's yeah. I don't really know what we're even describing anymore. Like I, well, I want to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I but I think this is true. And and maybe this is like bordering on like this. We could talk about this in a very PG fantasy lens mm-hmm. and then we could like really bring it to like an X-rated lens. <laughs> and from just like a PG sense, I yeah. think it really comes down to like how do you both want to perceive yourself and how do you want yes. people to perceive you? Because there's like, what do they say? There's three selves, like the you mm-hmm. you are, the you you think you are, and the you people think you are. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to like sexual fantasies or self-presentation, mm-hmm. it's kind of a mix of everything. Oh, and really? And in this episode, it, not for me, but I'm saying oh, okay. for a lot of people, in yeah. which it's both like you want to you almost desire yourself yes. based on you being desirable to yes. people. It's very odd. And it is so odd. I'm sure a lot of women understand this. That a lot of like, like your sexual identity can almost be like how you're perceived. Yes. And it can oh. be really empowering. Yes, right? we've to talked wanted, about this. Yeah. Be, to be wanted, to be seen, to be desired. Um, and then almost looking at yourself through someone else's lens. And yeah. it's interesting in this episode, Charlotte's kind of grappling with this in which she's saying, like, I want him to see me yes, this way. Exactly. And she's trying this on. And, and it's really interesting the piece that she picks on at the end. I mm-hmm. think she kind of like blurts that line a little yeah. bit. I thought, first off, Dakota, the first thing he said, he's like, holy God, her body is amazing. She looks incredible. She looks like Charlotte looks actually Charlotte looks like what I want to. What I'm trying to embody, which is classy but sexy. Absolutely. Like, you've got the sheer nightgown. You can kind of see nipples showing through it. You can see her, like, teeny underwear. I mean, it's both sexy and revealing. has a lovely floral pattern on it, too. I mean, I would never use the word modest, but there was some modesty to it. There was, and and her hair was, like, loose and flowy. She, She looked like a goddess. She looked like an absolute goddess. I mean... Trey, come on. And so let's kind of dive into that scene because I think that's the most powerful scene so in powerful. the episode. Hey. What in God's name are you wearing? It's supposed to be sexy. Come on, Charlotte. You're my wife. That's not you. Take it off. Fine. Charlotte. Look at me. This is me. I'm not... I'm Madonna, and I'm not a whore. I'm your wife, and I'm sexual, and I love you. And, you know, she tries on this lingerie. She comes out of the bathroom. Trey's kind of ignoring her. He looks at her, and 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 he's ready to dismiss her, right? He's ready to be like, what are you doing? Who is this? He literally says, what are you doing? And Which is not what you want to hear. No, and I love that she just steamrolled over that comment. And just said, I'm not a Madonna. I'm not a whore. I'm your wife and I'm sexual and I love you. And I love that she paired. I mean, I I really love that she paired like, I'm your wife and I'm sexual and I love you. I can be these things. Kind of what you're saying with the three selves. Um, Yeah. And yeah. 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 And she ends up, um, uh, takes off the thing, starts touching herself. It was definitely a very sexy scene for this show. Yeah. And Trey, and then he's kind of like, what are you doing? You know, acting like, oh, Lord. And he, and then she's funny. She's like, Trey, are you? 
She's like, I'm touching like- myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so simple and sweet. But and then it's so amazing because I think the voiceover is that and that night, um, like, what is it? Charlotte's husband fucked her for like two and a half minutes. Something yeah, like that. A minute, a and, minute a and a half. Wait. Yeah. So this is this is what it is. Um, that night, Trey uh-huh. success- successfully screwed his wife for a full minute. <laughs> 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 which is just so great but this you know we, we skipped over a part in this plot line with charlotte and samantha and, and charlotte and trey is that after the confrontation with samantha in which she's kind of calling samantha a whore she meets up with her old sorority kappa kappa gamma yeah. sisters they're at this like they're all very waspy, super preppy East Coast pearls and polos, and they're all kind of catching up. And Charlotte's drinking, and she's very honest and says, like, "Yeah, pretty much like my husband can't get it up." I remember being a newlywed. We hardly ever got out of bed. Sydney, what? It's just us girls. <laughs> my husband can't get it up. Perhaps it would have been wiser for Charlotte to have had a kappa kappa cappuccino instead of that third martini. I'm so frustrated. Charlotte? I mean, don't you ever just want to be really pounded hard, you know? Well, yeah. And right before that, you know, one of the girls is gloating that, you know, she and her husband were doing it like they were newlyweds, you know, like having sex all the time. And, you know, the other another girl is like, oh, my God. And she says, What? It's just us girls, which prompts Charlotte to feel comfortable enough to say that her husband can't get it up and that she just wants to be pounded hard, as she puts it. And she goes into, don't you just want to be fucked with your head like against the headboard and sweaty body that she's really going in. And then the girls are like appalled. They're like, Charlotte, they're so appalled. We're eating. We're eating lunch. Um, (laughs) And then and then she's like, well, what am I? You know, and then you realize that she repeats. She's now connecting more with Samantha. Yes. And she leaves feeling so proud and so empowered. Charlotte realized how much they'd all changed since college. Her friends had become frenemies. And to them, she had become Samantha. And it said her friends had become frenemies. And to them, she had become Samantha. And I love that she strides out of there so confident, flips her hair back. She's She now feels like this newly empowered sexual being. <laughs> Exactly. So that was a really interesting kind of uh, way they wrote that in, in which they're really Charlotte. And as we'll talk about in a little bit, Samantha come to kind of meet in the middle and find commonalities. At the end, the person who Charlotte calls to talk about this sexual, positive sexual encounter with Trey is Samantha. And and Samantha was so happy for her. She was like, I'm so glad. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, did you come? And then um, Charlotte acts like, like coy Samantha. and like Samantha. Oh, God, that's my innocent Charlotte. Yeah. I just want a nice, sweet, handsome, funny, great guy who doesn't say things like sweet lips. Is that too much to ask? Um, But yeah, so it was a cute episode for Charlotte and Samantha and um, we're going to see where this goes with Trey. I'm kind of forgetting what happens. Me after too. Because they have a bumpy road. Oh, Char- Charlotte wait, wait, and wait, Trey. Wait. Yeah. I actually yeah, do, do know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll 
We'll get there. We'll get get there. there. We'll get there. Um, So the on the opposite side of the spectrum, this episode, we have Samantha and Samantha runs. into. she's out. She's out shopping and she meets. Claire Ann. Claire Ann. Hi, I'm Claire Ann. Don't let the Southern accent fool you. I'm Samantha. Nothing fools me. (laughs) (laughs) I literally wrote down who the fuck talks like this. It's insane. Um, Claire Ann is ridiculous. She is such a character. She's no Southern belle. And she and Samantha go out. They're having like a kind of a wild, fun little time. And they meet up with these two guys. They're at this small dinner table. And Claire Ann says to the guy, like, I could just eat you up. I will. And then proceeds to <laughs> proceeds to climb under the table and Give the guy a blowjob, like head in public, knocking against it, like insane, insane. And Samantha yeah. is horrified. Samantha, and the it, sexual, like the most sexual character, is horrified. Claire Ann, I'm going. <laughs> Claire, <laughs> and she actually ends up saying the the voiceovers. She had a line that could be crossed. Hers was just a little left, you know. Like <laughs> her line is somebody giving a blowjob in public, but <laughs> yeah. it. It kind of brought her a little closer. You can to forget Charlotte. Samba. <laughs> okay, so I have a question for you, and I yeah. will put this on Insta. Okay. All right. Here's the question: um, Would you rather Ooh. be friends with a group of uptight, waspy sorority girls or a group of sassy women like Clara and Clara <laughs> who give BJ's at the dinner table? Oh my god. Um, do I, I know? Have, do I have to be there when she gives blood? <laughs> Yep. Fine. I think Claire Ann. (laughs) I think she would be way more interesting and fun. I think I would gouge my eyes out with a freaking salad. I know. I I think I'm going to put it on Insta and see what people say because I think it's a tough choice. Grab a picture. Grab a picture of like the the blowjob. I will. Of the head bobbing. Of course I will. Yeah. I don't know if you can show that on Instagram. Have you noticed that Instagram has gotten like very censored? I have noticed that it's getting like a little tighter. People can't write. You can't write sex. I was going to write S E G. Yes, <laughs> sex. I did notice that the other day. Like I did it on is, TikTok, but I just was like, yeah. "What? What are all these sex yeah. therapists going to do on Instagram? <laughs> Their brand is <laughs> ruined." I'm a sex therapist. Yeah, I don't know. Is that maybe that's because of like. Facebook and Insta. With I don't know. Straight child. up children being on Instagram. I was like, what? I really hope children for their like for you page are not getting sex therapists recommended to them. But who knows? Um, anyway, so I, I think with the the Samantha uh, Charlotte thing, it was really sweet. And anytime that they have something um, in an episode, I really enjoy it. They're great characters. I love just uh, my Samantha Zinger actually is. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. Um, This is earlier when Charlotte's storming out of brunch because she can't handle how, like, you know, crass Samantha is. Samantha goes, that girl needs that the stick out of her ass and a dick in her coochie pronto. (laughs) (laughs) Pronto. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just I, I just love Samantha. I really, really do. I think she's such a great character. Um, okay, this leads me to another question for you. And it's do something, it, again, I'm going to put it on Insta. I'm very curious. I don't know if you noticed this in this episode. 
I know I was very acutely aware of everybody's apartment in this episode. Huh. I really noticed Samantha's insane rolling bed. Yes. I noticed Miranda's um, very beautiful dining table and her yes. kind of like minimal furniture. Dakota noticed Carrie's apartment and how kind of messy but real it was. Yeah. And then Charlotte's like Upper East Side, very preppy and classic. And I'm curious, which one would you want to live in? I can't wait. Let me try to remember Charlotte's. Oh, right, right. Charlotte and Trey's. Park Avenue. Yeah. Um, probably Carrie. I actually have always loved that apartment of Carrie's. I, I mean, come on. Yeah. I think the layout is really nice. And I just, I've always, I don't know. I, maybe because I just like identify like the show and like my love of the show with that apartment. But I also just think it's a great apartment for one person. So I pick Carrie's. Yeah. I, I think really the options would be, you know, meatpacking. Law, not law, mm. meatpacking, um, like what's open that plan, law, open yeah. plan, studio kind of thing. Park Avenue, two, three bedroom, um, Upper East Side, one bedroom, or a like Upper West Side, one bedroom. I could never really yeah. figure out Miranda's layout of her apartment. <sighs> There's a little. It's not living as area cozy. TV. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 a little bare. It's a little Car- minimal. Yeah, Carrie's is cozy. Um. It's lived in. Um. Anyway, that's it. For some reason, that came to mind this episode. For, for some reason, the wheels on the bed just made me acutely aware of like their living spaces. Yeah, like, yeah. How yeah. could anybody have a wheeled bed? I was going to say, um, how can anyone have enough space for a wheeled bed to go across the room? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like most people, their bed just like, like fits in one little fucking yeah, area. Yeah, fits in the wall. <laughs> um. I actually. So my um carry tracker for this episode. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another ten minutes. Is well, one when she says, "Uh, well, I believe there are two of you ruining my breakfast." <laughs> uh, when she's talking about Samantha and Charlotte arguing, and yes. I'm like, "Oh, come on, Carrie, like, oh, your breakfast." Um, but my other one is the main one, which is Carrie is teaching this class that she told Miranda on the phone. She was too busy to get a drink because she was trying to prepare for this class. She shows up to this course unprepared. She is holding her bag because she's clearly like too like self-absorbed to even like prepare and like take off her fucking bag on stage. She's shocked that people want a refund. And it's like, yeah. What what is it like a hundred dollars for three hundred and three hundred people? Three hundred, like that's insane. Yeah, it just shows how incompetent she is. Like, wouldn't you want to be like like be proud of your work? You know? Yeah, I, I, this definitely is so on brand for her character yeah. to be wildly overconfident in something that she shouldn't be. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Like, you know, we all know those people were just like, dude, just like fucking prepare a little bit. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you're a wing it kind of gal, but she really goes in and just assumes that she's good enough. And it really is kind of amazing because yeah. I don't think I ever go into anything assuming I'm oh good enough. Whereas like, can't you just see if Miranda was in a situation just completely over preparing and, you know, having a healthy dose of insecurity can just help you be more professional Absolutely. and more like needing to prove yourself. Whereas I think Carrie just doesn't have that. Also, I mean, like, she's humbled very quickly. Though, she is, this. but she didn't have to teach this course. 
She's like, I'm no. teaching this stupid seminar at the learning annex or whatever, whatever. And I'm like, great. Like, you don't have to do this. And if you are yeah. going to do it, prepare a little bit. Like, um, you know, and it was like, it was like, it dawned on her. Suddenly, I felt like the bad example. Like, no shit, Carrie. Like, yeah, <laughs> you haven't prepared at all. And, and yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. How old are you? <laughs> Look, I'm really not an expert on men, okay? I just write about this stuff. Then why are we paying to hear you talk about it? Hey, hey, come on, quiet. She's older than us. We can learn something. I love how she's like doing this like whole spiel and she still has her bag on her arm. Exactly. And she's like, Any questions? You know, it's just like because Carrie fully believes that she is enough. And yeah. it's so irritating because you're like, okay, I get that you're confident. I get that you're, you know, pretty secure in whatever. Maybe she's not. I don't know. There's just some the level of arrogance that she showed up with was really um, off putting. Oh, absolutely. Because it. Yeah, no, it, it. it's such a weird kind of dichotomy with Carrie. She's either like overly confident and arrogant or she's like incredibly insecure and like we'll see in the next coming episodes that like she is so willful about meeting up with fucking Natasha she like needs Natasha's approval and validation and forgiveness so badly and can't accept that Natasha's hurt and like does not want to like Talk to her. Oh, I can. Oh, this is now I can tell it. You've been some more. Sorry, I did. I you're did. totally in that sorry, mental place because I, I so want to talk I about binged, that lunch. Remember that? I know that we'll get there. We'll get there. Tasha says, I, I know. I ha- so since we've started the podcast, I was telling Sarah, I haven't binged but with my roommate. We went ahead and I couldn't help but watch. It's so good. But I couldn't help but watch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like it's crazy to me that. Or, like, Carrie, like, I feel like can get, like, weirdly jealous or insecure about, like, stupid things, but then doesn't care about something that could actually bring a lot of confidence and, like, self-esteem to her. Like, preparing for a class for people who look up to her, like. Yeah, yeah. She, again, we, she needs some some CBT stat. We need to, she needs a therapy session. She should have stuck with that that therapist. I love um, the girl who stood up and was like, hey, come on. She's older than us. We can learn something. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that it was so, it was so funny. She, I will say she definitely redeems herself in the end when she comes back. There's like seven women. She uses the money to buy them drinks at the bar. Um, I thought that was cute. They, they were smoking they kind of, in the bar. That that was interesting. Definitely and definitely an ancient scroll smoking inside <laughs> a bar. Ancient scroll. Um, she's, you know, trying to set them up with these guys in the bar. I I thought she redeemed. And in the episode, I do look for a carry tracker and then something that kind of like offsets cancels it, it out, mm-hmm. offsets it. I think this offset it maybe by a little bit. Well, okay. Well, I do have on speaking of carry. I do have a question for you. Or we can maybe put it in the polls. It's kind of a deep question. But I couldn't help but wonder. But, you know, throughout the episode, Carrie's asking, are we like through all the dating that we've gone through, like in New York City, are are we getting more like experience and tools in our toolbox 
Um, Are we getting wiser or are we just getting older? I'd say I'm definitely getting wiser. Me too. Absolutely. Me too. Absolutely. Um, I'm definitely, I'm getting older and I'm getting wiser. Um, I feel, I mean, it's so funny. I was talking to, but by the time this episode airs, Dakota and I will not be in a fight anymore. So it's fine. But Mm -hmm. Dakota and I like got into a tiff before we just started recording this. And it's so funny because in my brain, I was like resorting back to like something I would have thought when I was like in my early 20s. So I, I think it's, I think you can still have impulses, right, of your younger, less Mm -hmm. wise self, but hopefully you can rebound faster. And I think that is um, part of wisdom is to, like, not let old thought patterns drag you down further than they they need to. Um, My – So, I yeah, yeah. I feel wiser. My personal thing that I feel wiser about that I've noticed is, like, I just let people go. Like, now that I'm older, like, if they're not interested in me, like, I I don't want to, like, do all these, like, little psychotic tricks and, like, rules to ha- to convince someone to date me. Like, if they're not yeah. into it, like, let them go. I, um, yeah. I don't yeah. love, like, in general, I don't love, like, hard and fast rules when it comes to dating. I, I, I just don't. No, think- I, I, it, it, it ignores so much nuance and so many, yeah. like, things that go into it. I think it also makes people less like they don't follow their intuition as much. They don't cut. They're not as in the moment. They're very like, I think, I think if you're somebody who historically has gotten way too involved too quickly and gotten hurt, yeah. maybe having boundaries and structure can help you. Yeah. But if you're somebody who actually has a hard time being yeah. vulnerable and has kind of a hard time really opening up to people, then I don't think having strict rules is probably the best thing. It might be to like put yourself out there more and maybe get hurt, like maybe yeah. try new things. Exactly. And I think that um, like, yeah, honestly, like. Yeah, I I just feel like I want to be around someone who like lets me shine and and it makes me feel like I'm shining. I don't yeah. I don't want to have to like uh, you know, adjust myself and do so much self-monitoring, monitoring in order for someone to like me or give me a time of day or even consider me. I just think that's yeah. wrong. Kelly, think about when we were first in New York City. I am. How much time we wasted talking about and thinking about and spending time for guys that really didn't deserve it at all. So much. And a lot of the conversation, which we have talked about on the podcast, but in light of like those earlier years, like the amount of time that was spent on when to have sex with these people as if the number that time was going to completely change their opinion about you is so appalling to me. Like, again, go at your pace that you think feels right, but it's, you're not going to convince someone with an extra date or not to like you to like, and then, and I remember feeling like, well, damn, like we slept together. Like, that's why he left, you know, like now, but it's really like, I don't know. I just think it's, it's stupid to, um, 
I don't know, waste time on people who aren't interested in you. But at the same time, just to be fair to us, there were like people we dated who were expressing interest and then who were just like ghosting us or, you know, uh, treating us poorly. So, okay, because they were younger. This (laughs) this leads us this leads us back to what we were talking before we started recording. And Gilly and I both suffer from what I would call like. Not being able to establish ourselves in reality at times, <laughs> in which, like, someone once said, like, you can't really tell what's actually happening and what you think is happening. And if anyone else can relate to this, and I'm and I'm not meaning this in like a psychosis way or like a yeah, DSM I mean, diagnosis am, label. I, am, I mean, maybe Gilly, but what I'm I mean, in a full fugue state at all times. <laughs> so when you have anxiety, mm-hmm. you can really it really blurs intuition. Mm-hmm. So you can't always tell. Like, wait, wait. Am Am I projecting? Is it real? Mm-hmm. Is like, is this person actually interested? Am I making it up? Am I just, as Gilly says, an egomaniac? And when yes. I think that this person's obsessed with me, I totally <laughs> related to every single thing Quote, you were saying. In which, but mine always leaned towards, wait, have I just made up an entire infatuation in my brain? Have I made yeah. up every have I misread every single interaction? It's crazy. <laughs> and the every thing is, thing. here's the thing. There are times where I have misread situations. There have been at least two times where the guy ended up being gay. And I <laughs> <laughs> major misread. But that that's that one I I think is fair because it's like, well, no wonder they were nice to me. Because they yeah. had nothing at stake. Like there was like <laughs> they were just nice. That's so funny. And you're like, I'm not used to this. So yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, they oh, are Lord. hot for me. <laughs> that is amazing. But no, but we were, yeah, no, I was laughing earlier because Sarah was just saying, like, <laughs> there's no way to know what's real ever. <laughs> <laughs> there is a fake Gilly we live in a post-truth society <laughs> we, all right we do <laughs> and so I was telling Sarah like I just don't even know <laughs> like I feel like I know and I feel like I have intuition and I can pick up vibes but then <laughs> I could also no. easily fall flat on my face no, yeah, I, I in in this, you know, I've been in a relationship for a long time, so I haven't been in that sphere <laughs> of needing to like kind of like figure out and intuit who's interested. But like, I assumed like no one was ever interested in me, right. and because I was like, I'm clearly making all of like these signs up in my head. So I, I wish I could go back. We talk about like being older and wiser. I wish I had like been more open to people. I wish that I had like maybe. Not just assumed that somebody like didn't want to be with me or like you did like in, in in a very like I I wish that I had been open to being rejected more and not like I think in the sense like what in what we're talking about, like you're not sure what's real. I always leaned in the more like, eh, it's probably not. They they're not interested. And maybe I should have just like, but I think I did that in like a self-protective way and kind of creating a reality so you didn't get hurt. And I think a lot of people probably do this, and not just in relationships, but in jobs, thinking they're not good enough, like imposter syndrome. You need to stop um, moving right now. I'm not moving. <laughs> First off, I'm <laughs> Sarah, you're literally moving and talking. Like you're fucking Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> For 
stuff. You know what? You're rejecting me now. Is this real? What do you say? How can I know Please this is true? Please stop moving. Okay, I'm trying. I'm trying. It's my laptop. The mic is literally standing still, Gilly. Okay. Like, you're not going to hear a peep of this at all. I better not. I better not. You're right. I do move a lot. It's because I'm very uncomfortable and I have pelvic floor pain and I didn't pick a good place to sit. Are you older? Yes. Are you wiser? No. <laughs> you, you and your pelvic floor pain. I do. I have a bad bag. All right. Let, you know what we should do? Let's get back Let's on talk track. about Miranda. Let's talk about Line. Miranda's dating the asshole guy. So first off, oh, she dates. Love, a, yes. She gets stood up. It's so funny. Stood up at 27, Miranda had done nothing. At 34, she decided she wasn't going to take the stand up lying down. Will may have given her the cold shoulder, but he had also given her his home number. My question is: Have you ever been stood up on a date? I have. I have. Yeah. Can I? Can I tell you who stood me up? Uh, absolutely i would love to know what when um yeah wait what yeah when um way before like i'm trying to think like early 2017 like maybe september no maybe like in the summer oh my god stop what happened yeah, like um, asked me out to meet up for drinks, uh, DM'd me, and then came time to do it and canceled like 30 minutes before <gasps> saying that he was too hungover. Oh, my God. That's naughty. That's bad. I don't like that at all. I know. I know. Kind of kind of strange. Have you? Yeah, I definitely have been stood up. I would say multiple times. I think the ghosting when when <laughs> I said that so earnestly. Um, sorry. I know it's so cute. Okay. <laughs> no, I I mean as far as ghosting goes, like ghosting is standing people up. I, I think is the same thing. Like when you have tentative plans and then like you you know you're texting to check in and you're not hearing about it. Yeah, that for me is being stood up but there was one notable one which i think i've talked about on the podcast which was like talking with this guy on tinder and we had were had a lot of back and forth and our date was the next day and then it was the same thing like it was i was at work it was like 3 p.m our date was probably at like 7 and he canceled on me but he was like you know, it was it was it was really, really rude. It was like, you know, I just thought you were going to be like verbatim an easy lay. Um, but it seems <gasps> like, you know, y- you're more interested in something serious. So I I'm, I'm, don't want to meet up tonight. And I was like, um, whoa, whoa, we haven't even talked that much. And to like, maybe if you weren't such a fucking asshole like they say in the show um i would have slept with you <laughs> you know what i mean you were close buddy you might have had a chance you had more of a chance earlier than you certainly do now so like wow that was like people really want their cake and to eat it too they do not want to waste their time like that was just yeah like a new york city asshole guy waiting for the next shiny object to walk around the corner oh my god first off what a dick um, yeah i actually got kind of stood up ghosted 
in an entire relationship after we even said, I love you. Remember that guy? <gasps> Remember that guy, Jose? He was a teacher. And I didn't know you said, I love you, though. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. We like were seeing each other for like, it was definitely oh, you fast. told me about this. Like three yeah. months. He was going to, he had met my mom, had brought her flowers. I had oh, met my his family. God. And then like he was going away for three weeks in DR. And yeah. like, oh, right. and I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. He didn't respond to me. And then I noticed on Instagram, he had deleted a picture of us <gasps> and then had like started like not responding to me. And then when I kind of asked what's up, he's like, oh, nothing's wrong. And then just never talked to me again. Oh, my. But we worked in the God. same school. We oh, worked in the same school. No. Oh, so yes. then he would like avoid me in the hallways. That's and terrible. It was very That's awful. weird because I was like, I, I mean, it was it was like certifiably insane. I thought I was going crazy. Oh. Like it was it was in a like a it was my boyfriend said I love you and then just completely ignored ghosted you me at ignored work me and ended things. Yeah, terrible. Do you yeah, know very do, wild. Do you know what he's up to now? <laughs> oh, he's married. He actually got married what? to the girl that he broke up with to be with me. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So worth it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Good for you, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, let's talk about the, the asshole yeah. that Miranda dates. Okay. So this asshole, I think it's Jim. Um, very dry guy, kind yeah. of like a wannabe comedian. Did not like his speaking, his like cadence of speech. My um, God, my note is, is this guy is gross, is what I wrote. Okay. Uh, my little note was like, this guy makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I hate this Same guy. thing. Um, so this is Carrie's ex from eight years ago. And she explains to Miranda that they meet at the her date's funeral, the guy who, you know, literally ghosts her. And Miranda's <laughs> interested. <laughs> literally ghosts her. Rest and in peace. Mar- Miranda is interested, right? This guy comes up to, to Carrie. They're, they're sparking interest. And then Carrie's like, he's an asshole. Yeah. Like, no, he seems so cute. Like Miranda has blinders on. Yeah. She doesn't know also. Stood up. She's hopeful, right? You always yeah. are. Carrie wants to say, like, come on, I'm trying to tell you. Miranda. So Carrie's on. crazy. Like, as a Miranda, I, I would be like, Carrie's nuts. Like, yeah, you, you can't Carrie, take anything she says seriously. Ex- exactly. So, yeah, so Miranda kind of dates this guy, Jim. She's like, she kind of explains to Carrie, I feel weird dating someone you don't really like or approve of. Like, let's all go get drinks. Carrie and Miranda go with Jim to get drinks. And Jim kind of starts showing his colors here. He makes like very snide remarks at Carrie. They slowly yes. start to build. Miranda kind of defends him. Yeah. Asks Carrie to stay when Carrie tries to leave. And then he says like one, like, oh, you you know, you loved shoes because you you liked like stopping all, all over, over me. Yeah. Walking all over people. Yeah. So like Miranda ends up d- defending, um, defending Carrie. They end up leaving. She has that famous line because you're an asshole. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Carrie gets to gloat, gloat and say, I told you so. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's Miranda is still in this sea of dating and yeah. just being single. I do have a this is actually I burst out laughing. This is my Miranda sarcasm line. It feels good to be sarcastic is when Miranda calls up the guy who she's a date with, not knowing that he's died. His mom picks up and she's ready to kind of like tell the mom, like, who did you raise? 
And the mom is like, oh, he died this morning. And then it shoots to Miranda at brunch. And she's like, they're starting to die on us. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. And I love that Samantha's retort is, well, at least you didn't get stood up. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's so good. It's so cute. And then this is actually a really classic Miranda line that's in this episode. And she says, and I make sure to write it down. Um, he doesn't even know me. The least he could do is get to know me before he rejects yes. me. That's definitely a classic line. Yes, that is us in a nutshell. That is like if that if there's something Miranda's about us, it's that. Like, at least get to know me <laughs> before you reject me. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say this had some incredible, at least for me, fashion. This is like full, beautiful summer. I have multiple fashion callouts. <laughs> Oh my God, she's fashion roadkill. I have one main fashion call out and it's Carrie's tube top with the gold butterfly necklace. I just thought it was like a really fun look. That's so funny. That was my like did not like look. <laughs> but, but but you love a bold piece of jewelry. I love a statement <laughs> piece. And I think you actually have a little butterfly necklace. I do. It's dragonfly. I know. It's a dragonfly. <laughs> okay. I loved when Carrie and Miranda were walking post brunch and Miranda has on those like green chino pants. I just love those mm-hmm. like wide leg trousers yeah. and I loved Carrie's blue dress. We've mm-hmm. talked about Carrie in blue. It's a yes. color she wears a lot. It's super beautiful. Um I got to give a call out to Charlotte's lingerie. I think it was yes. lovely. Amazing. Really great. I- I'm sure they really debated on what she should wear. I'm sure. Um and I also loved Carrie's little black tube top romper thing when she mm-hmm. first goes to the dating. Um, Dakota actually said, that would look really nice on you. I was like, I don't know, but maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are my my fashion callouts. Uh, love it. Well, um, what are you going to rate this episode? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. <sighs> I'm going to go with my gut instinct, and it's a four. Mine's a 3.75. Oh, interesting. I'm surprised you went lower than a four. Yeah, it didn't it didn't move the needle. It didn't like you know, the plot is sluggish. It definitely didn't. Yeah. It definitely didn't. It it does kind of move the needle for Charlotte, Charlotte and Trey. Trey. Yeah, actually. Um, right, yeah. But no, I, I totally get a three seven five. Um, I, this really leads us into season three, episode 17, what goes around comes around, which is next week. And it kind of leads into that uh, Natasha apology, which I cannot wait to get into because it's a great episode to get into Um, it. Yeah. But so that's it guys. We'll see you next week. And, um, uh, yeah. And answer some of those poll questions. I'm very curious if you want sorority bitches or sassy clarians as friends see you next week our little assholes <laughs> i was gonna say the thing bye assholes bye clarians bye assholes bye clarians <laughs>